Charlotte Soccer Show. John Hayes, Danny Brams. It's EPR. It's a big show tonight, Danny. It's a huge show. Cheers to you. God bless you. We're back at EPR, Johnny. This, it's almost, it's almost flying under the radar. We've got so much going on in this show that this is the first time you and I have been back at EPR face to face recording show in like three weeks. Well, something like that. Well, it's um, still more recent than Charlotte FC's last win. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think Charlotte FC's last win is May twenty seventh, I believe, against the Galaxy, <laughs> if, I, if I'm tracking correctly. So yeah, we. It's been a while. Six weeks without a win is rough. Um, four draws in a row is nice. If you are holding a playoff position, you're just trying to make sure you don't fall. Not so nice when you're chasing a playoff position. So uh, yeah, we got a lot to talk about, John. It was it was a it was a shameful. The first time we've ever failed to get a win against New York City FC. We have been three and zero against them in three previous matches. And we've got breaking history. news. We've got breaking news. Breaking news. Danny Brams is Latanzio out. I'm, wow. <laughs> You're giving away the story. You're giving away the story. Yeah, I've, uh, I've officially switched, John. It happened this morning. The, the switch happened this morning. It wasn't, it wasn't in the immediate wake of what happened last night, but after listening to Latanzio's press conference, talking to a lot of the TIFOs and, and Charlotte FC fans, both TIFOs and future TIFOs and people who don't know their <laughs> TIFOs yet, uh, talked yes. to a lot of folks uh, in, the, in the ensuing... Uh, Late night hours after the the draw that felt like a loss and uh, so the draws no let me the draws don't feel like anything anymore <laughs> they just feel like draws yeah yeah they just yeah exactly uncomfortably numb to to uh, paraphrase Pink Floyd but yeah I woke up this morning I took it all in and I said to myself you know what I'm officially planting my flag in the Latanzio out camp uh, uh, I know that's probably going to hurt our ability to uh, get interviews from the club uh, in the future. For me to come out and say it, but then again, uh, I had to be said. So I joined the uh, the spaces, the live Twitter show post match. I joined because you hosted it, yeah. And I wanted to support that. And you were talking, so I was like, you know what? Let me just speak out. I didn't really want to do much because I was excited to talk about how I felt about the the match on this show today. But I asked you the simple question. I asked, "Where's Patrick Ajaman? Where is he? Big Pat? Where is he? Where's he at?" And for some reason, Justin Miram subs in to play in this quasi striker type uh, type role. Well, why wasn't Ajman on the pitch? Right. So Enzo gets hurt. That we're up one nil. Seventeen minutes in on a really great heads up play from Gaines. Gaines, the NYC killer. People were wondering why Gaines started. Well, it's because he had an assist against NYC last game. He's an NYC FC killer. Uh, this time he got his goal, and we're up one nil. And Enzo goes down, and it's like, thir- you know, we're, we're 34 minutes into the match, I believe, right? And Enzo's down, and it's like, we still need to be chasing another goal. We're not really, like, the idea of us trying to hold on to a 1-0 lead was never going to happen. We'll talk more about that. My honest reaction when Enzo Capetti went down and the stretcher came on was, it's always something with this guy. It's always something with this guy. And the prince that was promised has turned into Joffrey Baratheon, for sure, yeah. And I, I don't want to be critical about injuries. Injuries happen, right? And John, who I was sitting at the bar with at EPR, uh, an Englishman uh, who lives here now in Charlotte, you know, kind of... The John and John show. He's, he said it almost feels like he's just on the ground all the time. So it's, I'm not being critical about the injuries, right? You can't help the fact that you have a hamstring that that pops. Right. You've now got another another issue. Do you know the latest on? I will on? say this: Latanza did say post game, Enzo looks fine. We're going to run some tests, but we'll see. So it's like, you know, you, we don't know, but it's like, man, like really weird. I, I'm with you though. I would have loved to see the like for like sub because Carol was doing really nice in that midfield yeah. role. So what happens is you put Miram in as, as the central midfielder, which is not a role he's used to. He's more used to playing outside. Not that he can't do it, but like Kerr was crushing that role. So now you've, you're already playing four guys out of position in this lineup. We can talk about the starting well, 11. Well, what I'm trying to do is helping you make your case. Right. So the lineup's a mess from the beginning, right? I mean, you've got left backs at center back. You've got uh, right backs at DM. You've got center backs uh, out of the wing. I, I, everything was going uh, center backs to the left back, which came back to bite us. So... Then, and then it's compounded by the substitution errors because Enzo goes down you don't do a like-for-like like, even though you still need a striker out there. You convert, so you take Carroll out of a position where he was doing good to put him to striker and then you put Miriam in a position that he's not used to playing rather than 
bringing your six foot three, incredibly imposing, like physical, young, athletic, energetic striker who like can come in and help you get that second goal and allow Carroll to keep dominating the number 10 role that he was doing. So that makes no sense, that substitution whatsoever. It just makes no sense, especially when you're up one nil. So you didn't necessarily, you could even make the case that it was okay to take a risk there. Like the Miram substitution is a safe sub. The Ajimong is a little more aggressive. And like when you're up one nil, you'd be aggressive. You press the advantage, right? So it's just a horrible move. And then I don't, like, I don't know, like, then we wind up later in the game in a situation where we run out of sub windows and we make our final subs of the match at the 67th minute and we only made, you know, four subs, but we lost the chance to sub one more. And so we never even got to make our final sub because the sub window was already gone. So in the final eight, 10 minutes, when, when we're under a total onslaught from minutes 70 to 82, when they finally score in the 83rd, or excuse me, they scored the 81st. So we're in an onslaught from like 69 to, to 80. Like, that's when I was like, we need another sub. We need to bring Bronico in right now to be a pestering force on these guys. But we were out of subs. And so it's like, why didn't you make the third sub in the final window? You only brought in Vargas and Sobocop for Perujo and Gaines. Uh, Camille looked like you talked in the presser about how Camille was needing to play fewer minutes. But, but, but there was one out. thing. There was one thing that he said in the press conference. There's there one was thing. one right, thing. Exactly. So There's all these mistakes. Thing. After all these mistakes, <laughs> you know, like, I could be willing to, like, Try to look past it, but then the one thing that kind of gave away the whole game, the whole store was given away. The whole like, like what uh, Laddie Daddy had to say was he said he's trying to he says uh, the draw was a fair result. Da 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 da. That we were under a lot of pressure. Twenty one shots. He gave, they gave up. Maybe we weren't compact enough. I think though, like it. Maybe we weren't compact enough. Those five words. They, they deserve, in my opinion, to go down in infamy in Charlotte FC history, along with, right now, we are screwed, you know? <laughs> MAR's famous five words. Now this is, this is uh, Latanzio's famous five words. Maybe we weren't compact enough. Meanwhile, you've got seven guys, like, all ball-watching and ball-chasing. Like, everyone's, like, running to the ball. No one's, like, trying to, like filter out and hold a defensive line whatsoever. Bilatuloma is like sprinting from right back to the center of the field to try to provide cover for a guy that Derek Jones has already shut down and all of a sudden Kufre sprints in behind him. We posted the picture on at For The Crown Baby, our Twitter account of like the wide <laughs> I open saw the space. Picture. It's an insane picture like that. Like, you know, when, isn't, like, it, isn't there like a uh, country that song yeah. that's like wide open spaces? Yeah, what? room to make a big mistake. <laughs> yeah, and we did make a big mistake for sure. That's a Dixie Chick song, and uh, I believe that was their first single, if I'm not mistaken. Nice. Um, Bill Tuiloma gave some wide open spaces, and it yeah. was a big mistake, unfortunately. Um, again, he he has played. It's not like he's never played right back before, so he should know better. He's being co so what it was, it's a combination. Like some people are saying, that's Tuloma's fault, that's Latanzio's fault. It's a combination. It's that it's bad tactics played badly, if you if that makes sense. You know, it's like poor execution yeah. of poor tactics. So, uh, is, is, so, is, so, is so here's the deal. Here's the, the quote for me, those five words, yes. those what made me a Latanzio out guy, because what it revealed to me is that this guy really doesn't eat or he either doesn't know or won't be honest about what's wrong with the team. Is he trying to be like Pep Guardiola and play this style where he's interested in having Derek Jones at center back and Harrison Offal at defensive midfield so they're better in possession and can pass out of the back when these two teams, Charlotte FC and Manchester City, they don't have the ability to play the same style because they don't have the same kind of talent. But he's trying that, that, that new school tactic of dropping Derek Jones in into a, a possession-based center back. Right, and Derek Jones is a nominal center back, and yet he's on his heat map he's got red dots across the opposite half. Look at where like the NYCFC you know? center back is. And, and, and so if we look at, yeah, <laughs> they're, like hard, they're like bright red spots in their defensive zone. And this is a game that they dominated. If you think about like NYCFC like crushed us in, in, in playing in our final third, and yet their defenders are all just like hanging back, chilling. So they, 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 they dominated us with eight attackers and their, their defenders never really getting yeah. into the attack. Meanwhile, our backline is pressing way, way, way up to try to stop attacks that are just coming in waves. It was horrible. And so like, it, it, again, he either, he either doesn't know 
or won't admit what's wrong with the team. That, that's a problem. That's that you're not the per if, if those that that's true. You're not the person to fix the problem. So that's why I think it's time to move on. Um, I think you're right. He he will not just swallow his ego and swallow his pride and say, okay, we are not winning the way I want to win. But I know that we can dumb things down, quote unquote. We can simplify the tactics and just play some Route One soccer with our talented players and get better results than we're getting. But he doesn't want to do that because he it, he would rather lose his way than win not his way, and that's just not the the, what, the mentality I want in the coach. It's it's a tough, harsh reality on and this. And this is a draw that I keep this, talking about. We lose, we lose, yeah. we lose, and it was a draw. The, the cool thing about doing episode one hundred and one is a couple of things. It's the first episode of the next set of 100. Yeah. And this is how we're leading it out, off. So this is the start of mm -hmm. the new era of the Charlotte Soccer Show. And I, some might argue that we we were both Latanzio out a long time ago. <laughs> well, uh, I was out when I was in. in. <laughs> I was out, I was Latanzio out, then I was Latanzio yeah. in, and now I'm Latanzio out again. So yeah, the wave. Uh, it's, you're, you're riding the wave and um, it's been it's been a really fun start to the show. Danny mentioned our uh, Twitter account. You can follow us there at For the Crown Baby. I guess we should create a Threads account too. But I guess that means we would have to start a Charlotte Soccer <laughs> Soccer Show Instagram page. Oh wait, right. We whichever if we ever get to the bottom of whoever like somehow like got our damn Instagram account suspended after two days of being active. Somehow we violated some policy that everyone tell us about. Yeah. I swear, I swear, some someone that does, some anti-TIFOs force out there is out that, that there snitching on us for no reason. So welcome to 12 minutes into the show. And let me tell you, I've got a good surprise for you. Got two really good interviews coming up with Charlotte Independence players. Uh, Omar Cease, uh, someone who, he does what, Danny? Only scores bangers. Yes, um, just uh, somebody that uh, I think you're going to really enjoy uh, talking to and hearing from uh, about how he came over from Senegal and is playing as a 21-year-old, living with one of the, the veterans on the squad, mm -hmm. learning, acting as if he's a sponge, soaking up as much mm -hmm. soccer knowledge as possible. Um, there was something pure about that that I enjoyed. And then uh, A.O. Flanagan. A, a player that has dreams of playing on the United States men's national team. Yeah, that was and, and Danny yeah. Brams' question. I tried to bait him. I tried to bait him into a trap, and he expertly avoided it. He avoided the trap, but he also uh, uh, shared some crucial information. He tra made the trade. Yeah. I'll let you all know that I have uh, amb serious ambitions uh, and, and not answer this question. So that was, to me, Very cool. a really cool part of that interview. So we're going to talk to those guys coming up. Um, in a bit, and it's it's Charlotte as a soccer city, right? I think things are things are nearing crisis point for Charlotte FC at this point with with the best team in the league coming in at a at a uh, very crucial crossroads for us in terms of the table and where which way we're going to go. So why don't we take a few minutes to uh, air all the grievances as we've just done, <laughs> and then we'll end on a positive note in a few minutes with some great interviews yeah. from the rest from the 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 uh, the Charlotte soccer um, club that is actually in playoff position right now uh, as opposed to FC uh, Charlotte is a soccer seating we love the independence and they're finally back home after a month-long road trip so we will when we talk to those guys you're gonna hear some of our thoughts about going to attend that game on Sunday night it's a it's a big weekend there's 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 three soccer home games on the men's side I, for, I haven't looked up where the women are playing but all three uh, pro men's teams are, are playing home games this weekend yeah you've got Charlotte FC uh, Saturday night against FC Cincinnati at the keep uh, it's a 7:30 kick. You've got uh, you've got the Independence Sunday night at 7 p.m. and you have uh, the MLS Next Pro team, Crown Legacy, at five playing against, against playing on Sunday. Uh, so I will definitely be going to the Independence game over the Crown Legacy. Yeah, game. I don't know if I'll make it to the Crown Legacy. When, if I have to choose between those two, I'm going to choose Independence every time. Yeah. So, so we'll, we'll we'll try to hang out here beforehand. Maybe if anybody wants to hang out before the Independence mm -hmm. match on Sunday, I'll definitely yeah, we'll come by here. We'll stream the Legacy game here while we pregame for Independence. Yeah, yeah. good idea. Beautiful. I think that's a, that's a great plan for, for Sunday night. Um, so you've got plans now for that. It's, it's going to be a soccer Sunday in the QC. That's a good thing after a soccer Saturday night. Maybe nurse my hangover with a couple of beers to uh, meet the equilibrium on a Sunday. You know, they, they say it's all, like, right now, I'm sitting here holding to that whole old cliche of, like, darkest before the dawn. I'm, I'm literally just thinking, like, 
there's no logical or rational explanation, but like somehow we're just going to magically pull out a home win against FC Cincinnati just on, on MLS home club magic. And that's really like all I have really going for me right now from a Charlotte FC standpoint. My, as much as I love the club and I'll never abandon the club, like right now it's like work to support this club. You, you have to like actually try and you can understand why people that aren't really interested in that effort might start to fall by the wayside. I know there's been drama uh, in, in the Charlotte FC social scene in terms of people who represent the club and, and love the club and speak for the club and speak about the club so regularly are going at it. Uh, there's a, you know, there's, there's just, it's not, it's not the high point of the season. I don't know if it's our lowest point, but it's not our highest. We're point. talking about the CFO and he doesn't work with any financial information. <laughs> right, right. No, he does not. Uh, we, we are going to talk about that. We're going to preview the match against FC Cincinnati. Uh, we're going to do those things here on the show tonight. Drop us a line um, on our Twitter feed at John Hayes on air at Danny Brams as well. You can find us on the new threads, too. You can find me at JP Hayes on threads. And your handle is Instabram. Instabram. Instabram? <laughs> Instabram TX for Texas. Yeah, it started a long, long ago. Uh, we aren't going to get into the Elon Musk versus <laughs> Mark Zuckerberg debate on this show, but we certainly will debate, and that's nice. Cheers, Danny, to you. What are you drinking? Switched up. Was having copper earlier. Now I'm over to the Wicked Weed. Those are my kind of two go-tos when we are here at the lovely Elizabeth Parlor. When I'm not drinking Irish whiskey, <laughs> I'm drinking Wicked Weed or Omega Copper. Yeah, spe there. speaking of Ireland, it's, it's good to see you again. And yeah. it's also good to be drinking a Guinness. Yeah, yeah. Well, you told me the Guinness over there in Ireland is is a different breed of Guinness. And, and it was 100% it was true. I, I, I don't drink a ton of Guinness over here stateside, but I, I was... <laughs> living on it while I was over there on the Emerald Eye. The Guinness and the Smittics, as I talked about on the most recent live stream, the Red Diesel was uh, was fueling me uh, on a great voyage. And I'll tell you what, man, the, the, the worst part about a week-long trip to Ireland was all I did was just like make mental notes of stuff that I was like, I got to get that on my next, like, next <laughs> I got to come back here so I can yeah. see that. You know, there's yeah. so many things I, I could have done that I didn't. So. Uh, did a lot of amazing things. Uh, one of the coolest things I did, relevant to sort of what we're doing here, is I walked around and I just found like a, a GAA, the Gaelic, Gaelic Athletic Association ground, and it's basically just like a neighborhood sport club. And so I just walked on. There's all kinds of kids, you know, like at different levels, like doing all these like training drills and coaches right. teaching all these little, you know, kids from like ages five, or to, Gaelic five football to 15 or? just teach them Gaelic football there was a rug there was some rugby Rugby's, drills going yeah. on the side and one of our drivers was uh well, like, Gaelic football like is rugby yeah it's like it's Gaelic, just a little different of a ball the yeah ball is it's kind different. of a combo of like rugby football and yeah and Aussie rules football it's, all these games are essentially the same with slightly different rules right advance the ball into a zone and it, they're all like just takeoffs on on battlefield type stuff so um but it was really cool that that really got me into the local sporting culture. I just was really feeling that and, and just loving that. And uh, we got a, I, we hired a ton of drivers. It was a family trip, so rather than try to drive myself on all the small uh, wrong side roads, took a ton of uh, charters. And one of the van drivers that was driving us around said his brother was a uh, I'm sorry his uncle excuse me his uncle was on the Irish national rugby team, which is ranked number one in the world. Has recently beaten England, New Zealand and South Africa in cool. international competitions. That was cool and just, yeah, I just loved it, man. Just loved the sense of community and camaraderie. It felt, it felt like a, uh, a much less hot North Carolina, you know, in terms of just the friendliness of the people and, and the pride in the, in the local culture. Love hearing about the trip. Love uh, hearing that you're interested in going back and uh, everyone who listens to the Charlotte Soccer Show could, should consider a trip over to Ireland. It's, uh, it's an easy international trip, really. Yeah. Seven hours on a plane. Yeah. Pretty nice. Nice and direct into Dublin and right. you're in great shape. Yeah. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, so you do the same thing with London, obviously. And uh, by the way, one of, uh, it was fun to, we didn't, I, I mentioned Manchester City during the interview with Ayo, but. Coming soon. But I didn't talk about, after the interview, we talked about Tottenham, Liverpool, yeah. um, Chelsea. Manchester United and Arsenal, of course. Uh, so it was fun to, you know, 
shoot the shoot the breeze with with Ao about that. Uh, so uh, that interview is coming, but but now I promise you a debate. So here it is. This is the d- the debate of the show, and it's presented by. <laughs> a couple beers. Uh, it's the Charlotte Soccer Show back and forth. Yeah. Back and forth over a beer. Brought to you by Against Your Better Judgment. By that feeling you have after six or seven beers at the keep that you want to go and have that feeling again on Saturday night. All right, so the, the great debate. Resolve. What you're, what I Everybody think, freaked out. What I think you're about to tell me is that people are uh, overreacting to this draw against New York. It's not that I think that people are overreacting. I just think that um, they like going down to Carowinds and getting back on the roller coaster. They must, have a, they must have a season pass. It's like they enjoy it, right? It's like... They don't care if there's a crack in the foundation on yeah. Fury. They want to ride it. They just, yeah. Yeah, wrap some uh, saran wrap around it <laughs> and get going. And, and then crank it up again. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, put, you wrap some saran wrap around uh, Enzo Capetti's uh, hamstring and just go right again and make it happen. It, all that I'm trying to say is, is that I've seen Sean McIntosh, the, the chief fan officer for Charlotte FC, and I've seen the chief marketing some, officer. Some people that um, you know, we appreciate their coverage of Charlotte FC getting into a public back and forth, mm-hmm. top in ninety, and his team mm-hmm. getting into a back and forth with the chief fan officer after a match against NYCFC that finishes 1-1 and yes the shot differential was 21 to 3 it sucked mm-hmm. right but you're also on the road against NYCFC and you get one point and you drew again and like it's obviously not ideal and you're kind of moving down the table a little bit but there's three even points though, even though the biggest criticism of the team last year was they didn't get enough draws we've got four <laughs> draws in a row and everyone's pissed yeah yeah you're helping me make my point now <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry and I appreciate that. All that I'll say is I just think that the, the reaction to the loss was super hyperbolic after what I kind of viewed as a huh, run-of-the-mill Charlotte FC right. match on a Wednesday night. So what you're saying, you're making the case for stability, stoicism, ride it out, neutrality, don't get too high, too low. And what I'm saying, I'm over here, I'm, I'm arguing the point for... Latanzio out. I've, ch- I've completely changed. I, I, I've, I'm planting my flag, and the coach got to go yeah. to camp, and and I'm back on the roller coaster. I, you know, I'm I'm, I'm not I'm, even Latanzio in. That's that's right. Point. You're just you're just smooth. You just you don't you can't be bothered either way. You're just, <laughs> you're just like if, if if we're looking at a little uh, graph, you're just yeah, kind of like, like those gentle gentle <laughs> waves, waves yeah. lapping up against the shores of, yeah. of Maui Island in the Pacific. I'm like the choppy Atlantic waters of the North Sea in between Newfoundland and Ireland that I just flew over. Just, you know, like, it's funny. When I, we were in Ireland, we had a boat cruise. We had a cruise planned uh, to go out to the, uh, it was a Cliffs of Moor cruise. Oh, rough seas. So, so we were, yeah, we were going to go out and do a little loop uh, around the, the Inshore Islands or whatever and uh, see the cliffs. We had the tickets booked, and then we get to the dock, and they're like, nope, boat's canceled today. Sorry, the seas are too choppy. And that's how Charlotte FC feels right now. It's, Choppy, choppy sea. So I guess, I guess that's why I'm arguing for it. You know, to sort of, if anyone missed what you were referring to earlier, uh, as far as that spat between uh, between Sean and Top Ben. Basically, after the loss last night, Top Ben does a video and puts it out that says, essentially, the message being sent was, "All right, Charlotte FC, we're tired of you all trying to sell us on. Oh, it's a party at the keep. It's a party at the bank every oh, every night. Oh, that's what started you know, it. Yeah, he's like." We need to yeah. focus on football. We need to win. We're tired of you, like trying to like say results don't matter. It's all about the party. I've like, and that's, I've, that's an authentic message from the fans. Well, I, no, but I've I've like kind of have, have said that on this show. Right? Where, you, yeah, you. Yeah, that's we've said that. You definitely said I, that. Before. Yes. And so and like you and I are, are more critical of the fan of the club than a lot of the local media uh, that covers it. That's just that's just yeah. facts. That's the way it is. We're not. You know, we pride ourselves on being a little bit more independent than some. But now, even like the but in-ho- even but now the in-house media, like the the top bins that are you know who are very connected to the club and are very hesitant to criticize the club because they're worried about losing their access. Even they're starting to criticize. And then you have Sean McIntosh, the quote-unquote chief fan officer, who fa- claps, claps, claps back at those guys and says, "Oh yeah, I guess the marketing team should quit marketing and should worry about the football side." 
uh, he's trying to say, you know, like... No, I get it. He's trying to say it's two different things. He's, he's trying to think about. of it in a very granule, granular yeah. way. And in I, a way that it isn't actually just like a big picture right. uh, view into the culture of a club. Right. And you know what the big picture <laughs> response is? Here you have your chief fan officer who's yelling at fans and saying, cut the marketing team some slack. That's really not what a chief fan officer should be doing, in my personal opinion. Yeah. But uh, it is what it is. Those guys are doing all their thing. We're doing our thing. And I, like, they can, if they wanted to come argue the points back, they're more than welcome to come on the show. We got a chair sitting here right yeah. next to them. They can come talk to us about it. I'm not, but, I'm not, I'm not even like being critical of the back and forth. I'm just like acknowledging, just acknowledging that it's happening. happening. Yeah, exactly. Yes. I don't have any, any real. Uh, because again, I said that same thing on judgment. the show. So yeah, it's like. Uh, it's just, but like I said, what you're seeing is people that are not normally critical of the club criticizing the clubs, yeah. and then people who represent the club are on the payroll of the club are getting mad and getting and clapping back at the people who criticize them. So that's not good. That's that's a sad state of affairs, and that's why I'm saying. It's, it's, and so I'm citing all of that to make my argument back to you in this debate <laughs> to say that things aren't good. Like, I know you're trying to ride that Pacific wave, but yeah. I'm out here in these choppy yeah, seas, man. Yeah. I'm just trying to keep my head above water. Yeah, well, at least you're trying to stay above water. You're not trying to take the submarine way down below to see the shipwreck. <laughs> You know, like, oh man! Um, but it, so if you decide to get on the sub, let me know. I'll, I'll make sure that I, you don't do that. But you can sit around and bump around on top, uh, top side as much as you want. No uh, doubt. It's 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 for me. It's always about getting back home, and that's what Charlotte FC is going to do against FC Cincinnati. Mm -hmm. Got great news: Vasquez not available. Vasquez Huge. not available. So hopefully he's scoring goals against Canada in the Gold Cup semis. Which, by the way, USA didn't, USA already kicked Canada's ass recently. Yeah, we have to play those guys again. I mean, this is a terrible Canada team. If you think this is a C, C team, USMNT, it's like the F team Canada. But. So, um, we'll be at the keep. We'll be looking for a result against Cincinnati. I've got a prediction, and that prediction is a 2 2 draw. We're drawing again on Saturday. I think it happens. Only because I think it's just, to me, a, a loss doesn't feel like it's, it's possible considering the club knows how important this game is. And a win just seems so exceptionally hard that I could even you know, see like a 0-0. Zero, zero. <laughs> yeah, I mean, a clean sheet is, is I mean, a rarity for us this year. Which was, well, the last home match was 0-0, zero, zero, right? Against Montreal, yeah. yeah. So yeah. do we get two in a row? We, I mean, we were close to two in a row just on the on the trot, you know, until uh, New York, until New York City FC just blitz. Hey, oh, us. oh, hear hear me out on this. Two last two games, only one goal conceded. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're on fire, baby. Yeah, we're on fire. come back to my side of the aisle. Yeah. Think about it like that. I don't know, man. I, I love that. <laughs> That's some beautiful silver lining. Um, you know, I. It would be disingenuous after everything I've said so far on this this episode for me to predict anything other than a loss. Uh, I know Vasquez is gone and Brenner's gone. Both like he's gone fucked off to Italy. What their other uh, former designated player who started the season with them. They still have Luciano Acosta, who's like uh, Bronico really did a great job last time we played Cincinnati here at the Keep. Bronico like put the Costa in his in his pocket. So hopefully Brant can get back on the pitch. Um, I was happy, I was fine with him like taking a, a, a breather and finally, like he rarely, rarely doesn't start obviously. And I was like, okay, when I saw the, the lineup Latanzio put against New York, yeah, they put Harrison, they put Harrison Alpha in for Bram Pronico. I had a lot of problems with that, the lineup overall, but I was fine with like, okay, let's see what Brant can learn from watching on the bench a little bit. But at a certain point, he needed to sub into that game and he never did and that was unfortunate. And uh, I would like to see him back in the starting lineup. Uh, against Cincinnati because I think he's like the perfect pest to just like, you know, if you take NBA terms or uh, college basketball terms, you call it the box and one defense. Like, just put Bronico on a coaster and let him follow him everywhere and, and just harass him. And I, I think that will be our best tactic against a team that has an insanely good creative midfielder but poor strikers. So, and that's what Cincinnati's bringing to us. Um, they've heard us before. They, they Cincinnati, I feel like we've had some. We've been fortunate not to concede more. I feel like whenever we play Cincinnati, they're always like scoring goals that are just barely offside and stuff like that. So, and, and getting really good chances. Again, um, 
I, I still think we, we it's tough for me for to predict a win on this on this uh, this match and it's even tough for me to predict a draw. I think we're gonna lose this one like three to one. I just I'm just, I'm terrified that we are. Three one and it's two, gonna be schools scored by total nobodies that are created by a coach. Three one uh, and two two really not that far off, right? If someone's if someone's two one, it could go either right. way. Yeah, good you point. Know? Yeah. It's the next goal. Whoever scores, you know, the old classic announcer cliche, the next goal is going to be really important. Well, yeah. We really appreciate everybody hanging out with us at Elizabeth Parlor Room tonight. It's uh, it's a Thursday night. It's a beautiful evening. Watch parties resume soon here. The, the watch parties will be back. Uh, and Leagues Cup is coming up. We're going to do a, a, a preview of, of Leagues Cup and talk about Charlotte FC's mm -hmm. three-team group, FC Dallas and... Nicoxa. Nicoxa, uh, Nicoxa coming to Charlotte. That's going to be amazing. Um, that's going to be amazing. BMX yeah. in North Carolina. So make sure uh, you hang. We're going to do a watch party potentially here uh, for that Leagues Cup game as well against Dallas, yep. I think, on the road. That's yeah, I was hoping to go to that game. Not going to happen. So um, so I just wanted to tell you one thing about um, Elizabeth Parlor Room before we talk to the t talks to these interviews. I think this is – I talked to Matt about this, Matt Marina, the, um, bearded, the bearded bartender who you can find behind the stick here at EPR, he came up with this really fun promotional idea. Um, fresh meat, groceries are expensive. Join us for Charlotte's only meat raffle on Tuesdays. <laughs> Just like it sounds, we bring the meat, anything from roasts to steaks to whole chickens. You buy a ticket, you win. Wow, a meat raffle, are you kidding me? A meat <laughs> raffle on Tuesday nights at Elizabeth Potter. And make sure you're here for that on Monday nights too. Shout out to Trivia Nights. I know there's a good, good crew, Trivia. Mm -hmm. Starts here Monday nights at seven. Uh, just want to give give some love. I know uh, Matt has a cocktail series going as well. Right. That's uh, actually a really great date night. You bring a date here. Matt teaches you yeah. and your date. He takes you behind the bar, teaches you how to make cocktails, and then you drink yeah. the cocktails. I mean, you want to impress a date. <laughs> yeah. Showing some love uh, on a Thursday night uh, in the QC here uh, at Elizabeth Parlor Room, and now it's time to to show some love to the Charlotte Independents who. Uh, are having, by my standards, a, a good season, who are in the race uh, to win uh, the league. Mm -hmm. Yes, they've dropped some points recently, but it's a team that we certainly keep our eye on. There's a match on Sunday night. I plan on being there. I know, Danny, you're going to try to be there as well on Sunday night. Mm -hmm. uh, there's, a, there's, there's the game out in Matthews we talked about, uh, the MLS and X Pro game. But if we hang out here beforehand, I think that, that ultimately is what I want, want to plan to do. Pending how hard we go on Saturday night and the post-game result, we will be here EPR Sunday at five to stream Legacy pregame for the Independence and walk over to AM. If you um, can't right nurse right. your hangover by five p.m. on a Sunday, <laughs> you're a you're the problem. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> yeah, like exactly. come on, dude. No, I don't care how Saturday night goes. By five p.m. on Sunday, uh, it's time to get over here and support the squad. We'll and here's here. why: we got we got two players coming up on the show. Um, I think you're you're gonna really be excited to hear from them. And Danny, I know. Um, these are two guys that you particularly wanted to talk to. Yeah, so uh, fan favorites. When it comes to the independents, one of the best things they have going is their connection with the super fans. We talk, we're going to talk in this interview about how there's a lot of competition in this soccer city for the soccer fan attention. And uh, when it comes to the people who, who would say we support the independents over everybody else, even over the big MLS club. Uh, we wanted to reward y'all, who are also fans of our show, by bringing in a couple of fan favorites. We got Omar Cease, who uh, only scores bangers. Uh, you know, the box-to-box -box hold, uh, holding slash attacking mid, who just makes things happen. Uh, one of the best, brightest young players in USL. And then uh, USL one, and then one of the newest uh, jacks, uh, Ayo Flanagan, guy who's been here four months, came in at the end of the March, was hurt early. Then got finally get going, and uh, he, despite missing a little bit of action early in the season, is second on the team in assists. He's a playmaker. Omar's a goal scorer. Johnny, you mentioned the sort of poetry about talking about to a scorer and a setup man. And uh, it's been a little bit of a rough go for the Independents. They they struggled. They lost four games in a row on a on a, a road trip. And uh, it's time to talk about how they're going to turn that around. Omar, thank you for coming in. Fan favorite, man of the people, the, the guy whose name rings 
throughout the stands at uh, American Legion Memorial Stadium when the Independents are playing a big game. Thank you so much for coming in to the Charlotte Soccer Show. Yeah, thank you. I'm so happy to be here and I'm ready to answer like, all the questions as asked. I want to talk about the bangers. Let's just talk about the goals. Yeah, yeah. Yes. I, yeah. yeah. Our only question is, what's it like to score, uh, to be someone who scores only bangers, and uh, you refuse to score boring goals every, every time you uh, make an impact on the score sheet? It also makes an impact on people's lives and emotions. Uh, we have it on good authority that uh, there was once a pregnant woman in the stands who later gave birth the, uh, that night, uh, a few short hours after you scored an insane goal that ended up being the goal of the year. So uh, <laughs> you're the baby maker, man, and uh, we love to see it. Uh, what, what's it like when you hear people say, Omar Cease only scores bangers? Yeah, uh, I usually so happy to hear that because like, I work hard to score those kind of goals. It's not easy, but I try, you know, if you don't try, you don't like really score those kind of goals. Like, Usually I just try like I know I'm a good shooter guys so I just like shoot it so and get water so, so. You, you look you look for that perfect clean strike. That's what it's all about, right? <laughs> yeah. If if you catch it right, you know it's gonna be a it's missile be, yeah. off the foot. So it's just all about that timing. How much time, effort have you put into developing that skill? You're you're so young still yeah. and only twenty one. Yeah. Right? So a, a strike like that usually that's a touch of class from a veteran who knows how to work the football into the back of the net. Yes. So I learned it from Senegal on my Cousin, you know, he plays soccer, so cool. Yeah, we usually go to the like the field. He teaching me how to shoot the balls. Like I shoot it from everywhere. He so, like he usually told me, don't be scared, don't be scared, just shoot it. So I learned it from there. That's why I don't scare to shoot it, and then usually score this kind of goals. Yeah. yeah. So so what's it like? What's what's going through your head? We're looking here as we talk to you. We've got a video called up. There's just kind of looping your goal. That was the goal of the season last year for USL League One, right? And this came off a set piece where the defense cleared it out and then the ball drops to you. So you're running, you're making the, that secondary, like deep run out of midfield. And you're just, like most guys, like they see a, they see the net in front of them, they see the ball rolling to them and their eyes get wide and they think about everything except the technique. They think, oh, I'm gonna score a crazy goal and it's gonna be amazing. But they don't think about like what they need to do to actually score that goal. So how do you stay focused and like on point when that ball's rolling to you and you know I have the chance to make something incredibly special here. Yeah, usually I'm the last guy, like the last guy usually <laughs> stay there. So when the ball comes to you, you usually think about playing wide and then you cross the ball again. But on these goals, like when I see the balls coming, my head was like just thinking about how I can score this goal and take my time, let the ball slow it down and then get the right strike. Right, and, and create new life on this earth you know, <laughs> all, all at once. Uh, and, and it was all about, it was a great knuckleball, that thing flew in, and no goalkeeper on earth could have stopped that, not even Austin Pack. But then later this year, you scored a goal of the month already, you've already got a USL goal of the month on your belt in this season. Set piece. Off a of set piece. What's, oh, what's that was nice. And you've got, you've got plenty of time. <laughs> that was nice. You, you're not, it's not a ball rolling live at you, but you can actually accept and decide what you want to do. What's the thought process there? Uh, usually, like, I used to, like, shoot free kick when I was in, like, high school or, like, when I was young, I used to take set pieces. But here, like, it's not easy to take because there is some other guys, like, can shoot like me. But I just took my chance and say like, whenever we have free kick, I want to take my chance because I know how to hit, I have the quality to score it. So they give me that chances and, like, that was my first free kick like on the year here, so I, I need to focus, do a good job, so I can get my chance for next time. That's why I put all my work on this free kick, like to show people that I can not only play, but I can shoot, like set pieces too. That's why I was like ready to score this one. Danny, yeah. did, did you see that uh, before the kick was taken, there was like three players surrounding the ball? It's like in that moment, everybody kind of yeah, yeah, wants yeah. to get a shot at it. Yeah, you, <laughs> there's, there's three or four guys all want it, and then you, was, you just stood there, and they all it, 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 wasn't me who, it wasn't me the first one who can shoot this one, because Miguel Ibarra is supposed to shoot this one, and then like, before this game, the last game, I uh, 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 assist uh, Corey Bennett with the uh, corner kick, yep. and then Miguel told me on this, 
free kick, you're on fire because last game you make us assist on set PC. I know you're on fire, so take it. I say, you want me to take it? They say, yes, take it. I know you can score it. I say, okay, believe me, I'm gonna score it and then score it. So that's amazing because Miguel, I mean, he's a veteran player. He's got, he's played in MLS, played for Minnesota. This is a guy, and you're, as Joe mentioned, you're a 21 year old kid. Yeah. You're, you're getting your career started. What's it like to like have the trust of a veteran at, at a young age and, and he like, having him as a teammate to know that he's like watching you play and he's not just like random and saying oh I'm gonna pass it off to you he gave it to you for that reason because he'd seen you were doing well with it yeah he's like one of my best friends on this team we talk a lot like we live together every time we be together so like he helped me a lot like about playing stuff like tactical everything so I'm happy to be with him like on this trick like he blames me he say like yo you in fire so I believe you like do everything that you can do to score this week. I say, okay, believe me, I'm gonna do my best. I'm gonna try and I'm, I know I can score it. And he said, you can score it. The other thing about this free kick was this was a crazy, this was a rainy, like horrible day. Like there was, there was very few people in the stands. I was actually at field level on this. And like two minutes before you scored that, I was like, I've had enough. I'm too cold. I'm walking up to the press box. And I, I had to like go back indoors. And, I, and then as soon as I set up in a new spot up in the press box, I looked down. And there you are scoring the goal of the month, and I was like, man, I could have been on the sideline for that when I blew it. But uh, it was nice to see, and that was a, that was a fun Charlotte, uh, excuse, uh, Charlotte Independence win in the ring. Yeah. How do you forge that relationship with now your roommate? You know, he's a, he's a veteran guy. Yeah, he takes he, you in. Is he? Like, are you like his protege? Are you somebody that's kind of looking yeah, up to him? He's as really somebody with him, with with him. You know, he's a veteran. Like he has a lot of experience, so he's not scared telling me anything. Anything I do wrong, he told me, yo, don't do this, don't do this, you have to do this, this, and like, I believe him, I listen to him a lot, so he's helping me a lot about that. Dude, that's how, that's how you get better, Danny. Yeah, that's, I, I'm not scared to ask him questions. Anything yeah. I have questions, I ask him, yo, what I have to do, and he's, like, we friend, he told me, you have to do this, 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 and like, I'm really happy to be like... Again, he's played at the highest level in yeah. this country. Obviously, you're, you're more than happy to be playing with independence. I think you guys have a great thing going. But you're a young guy and you got to think, hey, you know, someday I want to get maybe go to a higher level. So like having a, an example of that so close to you can tell you what to do and answer those kind of questions, I think it is, is amazing. Yeah. I, I've got to ask about the table, right? You, something that you all pay attention to, you know where you stand. How's it feel at the moment? Um, and you talk about what the what the goals were in the beginning of the season. Do you feel like you're still on track and excited about the rest uh, oh, yeah. of the regular season matches? Like we start really good on the season. We start really good. We were winning, like, but you know that's so. Cause sometimes you be on your highest level. Sometimes you throw. But this is the right time that we need to focus more. And like we have home game net like on this Sunday, so we need to win this game to back to on the track. So like right now everybody's focused, and like we have really good practice today, and we're ready nice. to go for Sunday. Sunday night, uh, seven o'clock. Yep. At, at Memorial Stadium, I, I'm I'm pumped for this match. I think it's a great opportunity to pick up three points. Yeah, and, like, and get rolling. Yeah, that's like the perfect match for us to be. At, especially, it's it must be nice being home after a long trip, right? Yeah. It's like you come back, you're gonna have the home fans there. Yeah, yeah. After. It, wasn't, it wasn't easy to have like four straight away games. Like it's really hard. So a lot of traveling, like everything. So that's the right time to be back on the track, like try to win on Sunday and then ready for the holiday. And nice. not, not just travel, most of the USL1 teams are over here on the east, but then there's like a handful of teams in the league that are out, out west. So you guys were making the long road trips out to, uh, you know, Colorado uh, to sit there, you know, and have lightning delays and have to play late at night and, and have games delayed. Like, that's got it. That's brutal. Like, you've you've gone a month of no home games, and the last day of that road trip is just this brutal, like sit around, hurry yeah. up and wait type of thing. Yeah. And you guys got up to a good start in that game, then then ended up uh, uh, falling behind. Like you said, it, it the team started so hot that you had that little bit of a cushion, right? You were undefeated for so long, sitting really nicely at the top of the table. Yeah. The the road trip didn't go as well. How how? But now you play Lexington, a team that's below you. When I look at this table, John mentioned also, the other thing is everyone's jam-packed. Like, there's really only, like, seven points difference between yeah. first place and two spots out of the playoffs. So, great opportunities. What You said you had a good practice today. What kind of tone was set? What kind of, like, mentality are you taking now into this new home stretch for uh, July? Yeah, after, after the stress, like, everybody was thinking, like, it was hard the last four games and like we need to focus we need to get better on defense on set pieces stuff stuff like that so we work on it and then like 
it's not easy but we try our best we know we can do it like team is not better than us we have like good really good player on this team like some experienced like players so we're not scared and then like we're gonna be ready for sunday to do everything to get the three points and then go back to I love it. So uh, you got another banger in store? He's dreaming of it this weekend. For sure. Yeah, yeah. Got, maybe got, do another assist this time. Uh, yeah. yeah, who knows? You come not really, so we just can try and see what's gonna happen. So you mentioned uh, hanging with Miguel. He, he's very uh, influential as far as you know being a mentor to you as a player. What about outside the game? What about you know when you you signed for Charlotte last year? You've been here now about a year and a half. What do you think about this city? You mentioned growing up in Senegal. We, we didn't, uh, you came then over and went to Monteverde Academy in Florida to sort of launch your professional soccer career. What do you think of Charlotte? Yeah, I like it here. I like it here. I've been here since like last year, and like people are really nice. Like I'm so happy to be here, and I know some uh, Senegalese family that live here too. Sometimes I go there to hang out with them. Great. But yeah, I'm really happy to be here. That's awesome. What, what, it's what, awesome what, to have that connection. What do y'all just, you know, just hanging out? The season's long, you know, there's a grind, but there's some off time. So during the off time, what are you doing? Just kicking back, hanging with the friends and-, yeah, and kick back, hanging with the friends. Sometimes go out with my teammates. Oh yeah. Nice. I, sometimes I do love, like some stuff fun with my friends or like my teammates. Like it's, it's a good city to do that, especially this time of the year. I would tell you to go up to the Whitewater Center. Whitewater Center this time of the year, it's like mm-hmm. maybe better in the fall when it cools down a little bit. Well, there's a there's a ton of awesome week. things to do. I'm going rid- yeah. rid- rafting next week. Oh, yeah. no, you are. I'm, I'm excited. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I can't wait to get, get nice. paddle against that current. You know, so yeah. Yeah, tra- just like y'all trying to climb up the table, I'm gonna be trying to climb up that, uh, that, that uh, fake river. But yeah, can't wait. Yeah, it's it's been great to get to chat with you, get to know you, and I wish you nothing but the rest of the luck for the rest of the season. Because, dude, like. I, I, you're in a great position to have some awesome success. Keep keep doing what you're doing, man. Yeah. It's uh, it's really exciting to to be following a squad on the table with some young players who who are really looking to improve and doing the right things, making and the right choices. They're a great example to set, man. It, it's got to be fun to to be a little bit of a fan favorite. I know I know the, the, the Jacks in the stands. They they love to see you. I hear your name every time I go to a game. People screaming, Omar, Omar. I don't know if you can hear it on the field, but <laughs> what do you think about those those dedicated fans, especially in a soccer city that we live in where there's a lot of competition. There's four professional teams here and about to be a fifth one next year when the USL Super League launches. Like, how do you, what's a message that you want to give to the people who've chosen independence as their team to focus on and follow the hardest score because you know they love it? Yeah, I know that. Like usually, when I, when the game is over, when I go shake their hand, like they always scream my name, Omar, Omar, and like that's not that's not easy. I'm really happy with that. That makes me more proud. Like that makes me like when I go to the field, I think about those guys. Like give give everything that I have to make them proud, to make them like go home with the three points. That's really important for us. And like thank you for their support, like to come support us more, especially on Sunday. We, we really need like support on Sunday to be back on the track. Love it. Omar well, Cease. You can count yeah. on us to be there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. we'll, we'll definitely be there. Sunday night, can't wait. So yeah. it's a big one. We, we can't wait to welcome the team home. Yeah. Already been to a, a, several home games already this year. And June was a tough drought, so we can't wait to check it out. Love, love the stadium as well. Cheers. Thanks for coming on. Thank you. Avion Flanagan, Charlotte Independence, the man, the myth, the creator, second on the team in assists and uh, some real dimes that we've seen so far this year, both at American Legion and on the road. Welcome to Charlotte Soccer Show. Thanks for coming in, man. I uh, appreciate you guys having me. So uh, we want to talk about that stat right off the bat because there's a video clip uh, that's, that I found on Twitter when I was doing some research here that just blew my mind. And it's a, it's a run that you made it's an insane run yeah. uh, near like near full field uh, and then a, a slip for the assist. This was posted by a couple of different people that are watching out there. What's it like? You basically took about eight dribbles at a full sprint here, never lost possession of the ball, and then just a little slot back for an I, easy I would ball. say putting that on the platter. Yeah. You know, it's just like, here you go. Have a, you know. <laughs> yeah. So is that something that you love? Uh, 
as part of your game in terms of being on the outside? Uh, like, talk about like your mentality in terms of being a creator. Yeah, for me, uh, literally ever since I started playing uh, football or soccer, whatever you want to call it, uh, I've always been on the outside, playing outside mid, winger, outside back, you name it, both sides as well. Uh, I. I can humbly say I'm not the greatest finisher, so I'll leave it up to the strikers, <laughs> those guys that like to score goals, I'll leave it to them, but right. I take pride in making sure they get as many opportunities as they possibly can get in the games to do so. Uh, for me, an assist is just as important as a goal. Yeah, I mean, and striking is its own thing, but then again, there's very few people in, in the world of soccer, especially in USL1 right now, I think, that can do what you did uh, in this video clip we're watching, which is just like beat four guys on a dead sprint never losing possession of, uh, or control of the ball. Very, very Danny, and, it, it's and poetic. it's all types of players. It's yeah, poetic exactly. that we have the, the goal scorer on, the guy that's scoring the bangers, <laughs> and the guy that's like <laughs> right, setting them yeah, up exactly. and doing the, the assist. You get it's, the full spectrum here on Charlotte's yeah, And, and yeah. it, he's, what you said is right. It's like tough to score goals without people working hard, hard around the pitch. That's why I really love the game. You know, it's like yeah. you can throw it on, and in that 90 minutes, so much is happening, and it's really easy to pick out the goal scorer and mm -hmm. say, okay, mm -hmm. yes, he made the play, but then you realize the buildup is actually the best part of the game. What's it like to be in that build-up and make that decision once the ball gets into to midfield and it's quick decision-making, one-two touch, three-touch football? Yeah. I, that, I see that skill as almost as impressive as scoring a goal. Yeah, for, for me, it's I always want to just try to impact the attack as much as possible, even if I'm playing left-back. Um, coaches throughout my time playing, they, they see me more as an attacking threat even though I did pride myself in becoming a better defender. So as soon as I, I see the play happening in my head, I'm thinking, where can I go to next to, to help us in this attack or possibly create another chance to score? Uh, I kind of just, in that goal that you're showing me, I kind of just saw the opportunity that um, they were kind of higher up the field. And I was like, let's see, let's see what I can make happen with this play and just kind of put on the burners. Yep. So, uh talk about like taking chances and, and looking for opportunities it's kind of interesting like that's on the pitch and on the field but also that's uh, as i was doing some research before this it seems like it's a little bit of a hallmark of your career so far too right i mean yeah. you played uh, you grew up in baltimore yeah. or play, uh, then played in south florida and then drafted by cincinnati loaned out twice in your first season right yeah. went to a couple different squads. you played all over the country right? you played west coast yeah. central and east coast now and the thing I, uh, I was interested in is that you started with charleston battery at one point this year and then quickly said, you know what, actually Charlotte Independence is, is a better fit. Like, what was it like to come to Charlotte Independence in March and like, do you feel like you're home here and, and like you've like found the spot basically? Yeah, it was actually a, a quite a quick transition. Uh, surprisingly, just from playing my playing career, I've encountered a lot of different players. So surprisingly, I actually wasn't familiar with anyone on the team. Like I've never really played against them or played with them at all. I actually, fun fact, played with Omar for a little bit up in Cincinnati uh, for a preseason. Okay. But that was probably a week long gotcha. one preseason game. But other than that, I wasn't quite familiar. But as soon as I got here, it was it was open arms. Uh, a lot of the guys are easy to get along with, easy to connect with. And I got here literally the first week, uh, right before the first game of the season. Unfortunately, I actually got injured in the first training, but. <laughs> That, it was it was still open arms yeah. that I got injured. No one really was like, oh, this guy, like, we just got him here. He's already injured. Right, no, that could be bad no time. Bad, yeah. yeah, no bad yeah. luck, nothing like that. Uh, open arms, like I said, and it was smooth transition, and I really enjoyed my time here in Charlotte. Good vibes. Like, yeah. that's yeah. what the independence is all about. Numbers. That's yeah. why, we, yeah, we like talking about the independence for that and reason. That, we always get good vibes from, from that, the club. That doesn't shock me because we interviewed Coach Jeffries uh, yeah. in preseason. <laughs> it might have been, and he, and he was like, yeah, I got to go see about it. It might have been right when he was about to sign here. I'm not, I'm not sure. But, uh, uh, he he definitely said that tone of like inclusiveness and welcoming, mm -hmm. uh, creating a group where they could seamlessly integrate someone like that, like yeah. into the vibe. And I think that's that's awesome. Um, what ha so how are you liking Charlotte then, uh, as compared to like uh, Tulsa, Oklahoma? I, I, I don't know. <laughs> like, uh, like, give me a comparison. Then. You trying to get yeah, them to talk yeah. shit or something? Like, <laughs> <laughs> I won't be able to do that. But Charlotte is is way more my speed than yeah. Tulsa, Oklahoma. Mm -hmm. uh, I actually, I don't think I've ever visited Charlotte. I've been in North Carolina. I'm pretty sure it was Riley for like tournaments and whatnot, mm -hmm. playing youth soccer in the East Coast. But Charlotte, I have a lot of family here that lives in Charlotte. So it's kind of uh, familiar uh, territory as it is up in, living up in Baltimore, Maryland. So. Like I said, it's, it's smooth sailing, uh, easy going. And y'all are finally back in Charlotte after like a month 
long road trip, like four games straight on the road. Now yeah. we got a three out of four homestand. How important is it to be back now playing in American Legion Memorial Stadium when it's like you were really hot to start, then a little bit of a slump, and now like everyone on the table is like jam back together. This is separation time where the, the good clubs are, are going to go strong down the stretch. Yeah, I was I was just talking about uh, earlier, or when I just got here, I was talking about how difficult this middle stretch of the season is for any pro because you have that beginning of the season where you're where you're up and you're like, let's go. The season's starting. Uh, we're excited to get going. Um, but now we're at that middle part of the season where it's we're getting two games in a week. Uh, like you said, the standings, everyone's going everywhere in positions. And at the end of the day, this is this is really why we do it. This is why we uh, come out every day, uh, come out every weekend during game days, is to. Put on a put on a performance and hopefully climb back up in the state standings. And like you said, being at home, it's it's nothing better than being at home. Away away games are very difficult trips, um, very difficult miles put on our bodies, and being back at home is just very beneficial. I, I've got two things that kind of connect with that, like as far as uh, staying fit during this difficult time, and number two, like when you're staying fit and you're taking care of your body, you're spending a lot of time at the house, you know. Yeah. And you got to do something when you're at the house. You're watching shows. You know, yeah. You're watching movies. Yeah. So how are you staying fit? What's the regiment like? Taking care of the body during this tough time of the year. Soccer is such a taxing sport. We love it for that reason. We always celebrate the full 90 on the show. Yeah. When somebody goes to the full 90, we're like, yeah, fuck yeah. That's how. Yeah. Like, that's, that's <laughs> yeah. how yeah. You got to be able to you, go the full 90. If you go the yeah. full 90, nothing but respect for that. And then what are you watching at home? Uh, mm -hmm. You're watching movies. You're watching shows. And, and how do those two things connect off the field? Yeah, for me, Recovery is very important. Uh, when I was younger, even early in my college days, you don't really understand how important it is. It's about sophomore year of college, I was one of those guys that was like always in the training room. Like even if I didn't even have to be in the training room, I was in the training room because I was thinking there's there's something I can do to like. There's no yeah. even, even if I don't feel bad, something. Yeah, something, yeah I feel something pretty can bad. feel yeah, better. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So yeah. for me, I'm I'm using the Thero gun. I'm using recovery boots. Uh, I'm trying to stretch. I'm trying to foam roll. Just staying nice. on top of all those things because at the end of the day, that's that's what's going to help you recover, especially on these road trips. So are you kind of like you would just like whatever anything? If you walked in the training room, they had some new gadget or whatever. Would you be like, yeah, sign me up? I'll, yeah, yeah. Well, let's, let's try that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let's hear about it, and then yeah, yeah I'll do it. <laughs> I don't really say no to many things. Uh, if, as long as it's not close to game days, I'll, I'm willing to try anything. Yeah, good call. Like match day minus one, you're like, nah, I've got my superstitions. Yeah, I, got my like, <laughs> I, I know how to feel good before yeah, the day before a match. Right, let's sleep right, and yeah. then we'll see how I feel the next morning. Yeah. But, so, so you're getting home. You're, you're, you're using. You're just. You're taking care of yourself, right? Yeah. So, what are you, what are you doing at the house? What are you watching on TV? You, you mentioned you're, mm -hmm. you like watching shows. Yeah. What are you, what have you been into lately? Right now, what should I just? I just finished Lost. What a long series. Oh wow! It took wow. me a long, wow. long time to finish. Go back. That. That's yeah. it. Yeah. I'm yeah. trying to watch the. What were you like? Five like, years old when that show first aired, or something like that. Something like that. <laughs> Jack. Like yeah. I really like Jack. Right. I yeah, remember yeah, Jack. Yeah. 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 One of the best Dr. characters Jack on there. Shepherd, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I could talk about Lost if we had yeah. to. I'll let you yeah, keep talking. For sure. uh, just finished that. Kind of shifted towards uh, Dave, which is the. Yeah, show that's good. That, yeah, about the rapper. Yeah, yeah, yeah the exactly. Rapper. Yeah. Uh, that's a really comedic show. It's kind of like almost like a sitcom, but it's. But it's like reality TV at the same time. It's it's an interesting. Show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I like that one. I, only, I haven't seen the second season, but I like the first. One. We were yeah. trying to get Coach to uh, watch Ted Lasso the last time yeah. he was in. Yeah, I think he I think he finished it. Yeah, yeah, His wife talked him into it. He he was like, you could tell he was like, he was not willing to talk to to us about Ted Lasso until we assured him that we're like, we don't think it's a serious soccer show. We just think it's like a sitcom, you know, that's yeah, yeah. set in a soccer show. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, I agree, yeah. Yeah, so. and then the, the most important show is Love Island, obviously. Uh, yeah, yeah, it, <laughs> Independence uh, Social Media put that video together like a week and a half ago, and you said you're binging Love Island. So what's your hottest Love Island uh, take right now? Hottest Love Island take? My <laughs> hot take is none of them are in there for love. It's not even a hot take. It's not really a hot take because they come out of the show and they do podcasts yeah. like this yeah. and interviews, and they uh -huh. all say, like, ultimately no one is going in there for love. If it happens, it happens, but most of them are going in there for fame. I mean, I don't blame them, but... I don't want to put you on the spot. I don't know how caught up you are, but I did like I did some search around for Love Island controversies. Do you believe that Molly Marsh should be coming back to Love Island, or are you 
I don't know. I don't um, know if you have any strong no, feelings I, on I that either way. Uh, uh, right. <laughs> <laughs> that's what everyone's talking about yeah, in Love Island all, world these days. So I don't know. Yeah. You think you think Molly should come get a second chance? Yeah, I'm all for it. Sure. <laughs> second <laughs> chance love, you know? Know? Why not? Yeah. Uh, this is a new series for me. I'm into <laughs> yeah. this. My wife's probably uh, has already seen it. Who knows? Yeah, it's, yeah. I'm into this. It's the only reality TV I watch, right. but it's it's got me drawn in. It's basically like. Tinder on TV, basically. yeah, pretty much. <laughs> if you will, yeah, it's it's a uh, it's a dating show where the shallowness is celebrated instead of hidden. I would say, uh, but it is pretty good. Yeah, yeah. That, that's a good one to binge, and that's like a good good summer show. British version just wrapping up. U.S. version starting. I'm yeah, more of like a bachelor bachelorette. Yeah, I, know, I couldn't get into that. I yeah, don't I don't like how it's like one v. Yeah, I've got enough competition in my in my day job. I just can't stand when people are there for the wrong reasons. That's really what gets me. But yeah, yeah. So so you lean sort of comedy. You like some lighthearted fare, just to sort of yeah, but because you're kind of a serious player on the pitch. Where where do you see this team going? What's the mentality in terms of buckling down here and being that team that rises to top here in this tough middle part of the season? Yeah, like I said, this middle stretch is going to, honestly, it most likely will dictate where we see ourselves finishing in the tables. Uh, we, we've run off a couple games here. We can easily climb back up to first, second place like, like we've been used to. Um, like I said, we have high expectations for ourselves individually and collectively as a team. And we, we know what we're capable of doing on any given match day. Um, probably one, two games got away from us this season in terms of being outworked and just not showing up to play. But ultimately, we, we know that we can compete with any team in this league, and it's just about putting things together and showing it on the field. It's like riding the wave of the season, Danny. Yeah, like you got to yeah, go. Yeah, you got to go. That's metaphor we use on the show is just riding the wave. Yeah, you know, it's yeah. like you know, sometimes you go down the road for that long. It's like mm-hmm. you know, get back at home and 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 all of a sudden you're on the uptick. Yep. You, yep. you know, and and things feel a little better. It's and, uh, it's it, the campaign, right? Yeah, like we yeah. talked about this with Coach Jeffries, like the, the idea of the campaign it being that, like, yes, in a dream you would win every game and everything <laughs> would be easy. But that's not how life works. Yeah, There's yeah, ups yeah, and downs, yeah, and yeah. the fact that matters is sometimes you have to go play soccer. Or do your job, you know, John and I might have to go unless, like, the show. In, we're not, unless you're really a City fan. Best, if you're like a City fan yeah, yeah, or you play for City, you're like, well, uh, it's, it's kind of easy, actually. So that's my other uh, Twitter sleuthing that I need, need to ask you about. Uh, I mean, what, what do you think of uh, Gio Reyna getting benched to the World Cup? I mean, what's up with that, dude? Like, is Burhalter the guy to fix this squad? What do you think, man? Yeah, I can't say much about Burhalter. Yeah. Maybe he might be my future coach. <laughs> yeah, but I if like all that. works, if all works out <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh, man, that's but exactly right. Gio, Gio has a lot of talent. He's he's very young. I do like the way he plays. He brings a lot of joy and creativity to the game, and that's kind of how I pride myself in um, bringing joy and creativity into the game. So, absolutely. With, without trying to get any dirt or anything, just as an American soccer player, how great does it feel to see you know the team uh, looking great in the Gold Cup? World Cup's coming in two years. Yeah. You know, we win the Gold Cup, we'll probably be in the Confederations Cup next summer. Mm-hmm. So, like, all these great U.S. men's national tournaments uh, that are be, being played, like, is that that fire you up as an American soccer player? Like, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, of course. Uh, it's, it's always good to see us uh, winning some games. Like, I mean, you were there, I was there when we didn't qualify for the World Cup. Mm-hmm. And it's like, me, I have a lot of foreign friends from playing throughout my years, and they're all enjoying the World Cup. And I'm just sitting there like... <laughs> It's not the same. Totally. <laughs> We're not in the tournament. Yeah, it's not yeah. the same. No, it's not. Honestly, seeing seeing the quality that's coming through, uh, I actually played with and against a couple of players on the national team right now, and I, I know what what they're capable of doing, and I'm excited for the future of the national team. Nice, nice, and I mean, you know what they're doing, and like that's the best answer. The the uh, the Burhalter answer is the best answer of the yeah, yeah, yeah. interview, by the way. Yeah, exactly. Right? He's like, he's impressive. like, you kidding me, dude? I got plans to play on the national team. Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's like, thing. and that's what that's the goal. That's what it's all about. That's mm-hmm. great. It's great to meet you, man. It's great hey, to have you on the show. Thank you so much, and uh, good luck on on Sunday. And um, you know, good luck the rest of the way. It's been been an absolute pleasure having you on the show. Oh yeah. Nice meeting you guys. Yeah, likewise. Yeah, absolutely, no doubt. Yeah. But take care of yourself, dude. You too, you as well. John, I got to tell you, I'm really impressed. You know, I knew uh, before we set up to talk to these guys, Omar and Ao, that we were going to be talking to some 
guys that really connect with the fans, and now I feel like they've connected with us. And, and, <laughs> what a and, great, and, what know, a great couple guys. Yeah, we yeah, know more talk about. Uh, what my favorite stuff was, you know, it was great to talk to them about soccer and the game. Obviously, that stuff's going to resonate, but I feel like we both we, we both got to hear from both their personalities. And, yes. and like that's what really makes you a fan of someone is when you start to learn more about them off the pitch. Yeah. So g- make sure to go to our Twitter page at For the Crown Baby. Um, and check out uh, some links that Danny will tweet out of the goal scorer. That, right, the uh, videos that we broke both, down with the guys. Yeah, we yeah, that was like a, a huge, um, for me, during the interview, I love that I was able to kind of watch those plays yeah. and, and see their honest reactions mm-hmm. to watching themselves do something mm-hmm. special on the pitch. Uh, see, watching Omar kind of watch himself finish one yeah. on a set piece and then and then and seeing Ao make like a I, I would kind of I would estimate that run at 103 <laughs> yeah, yards yeah yeah like full, like full sprint on the dribble yeah 103 yards yeah fought, fought, go to for the crown baby Twitter and uh, you'll see it yeah or threads we'll, play, we'll put on threads too put on a thread <laughs> threads is great threads is like the wild west early days of social media where people are just like shit posting silliness because they don't really have anything to talk about but pretty funny yeah we'll see if it lasts yeah uh thanks for, so much for those of you all our tremendous friends of the show who have made it this far in the show if you've reached the end if you listened to this entire thing uh shout out to you you're the real ones the full 90 in the full 90 you've given us the full 90 on this show for sure uh, so as as always uh we're gonna be hanging out before the match on on saturday night uh, probably planning to do our normal pregame routine head to hot fly uh hang out there uh before we head into the stadium and I'm- and meet at the supporters bar before the match and and see what happens the rest of the night. I got a couple of out-of-towners from, from Cincy fans that uh, that I know through uh, through playing so rare fantasy games that are uh, going to be meeting us at Hot Flight. They can't wait. So some local hospitality is going to be. You're always bringing away fans around. I, I like to bring you know I like to bring the people together. You know. Yeah. What can well, I say, man? It's for the crown, baby.